Hey, local, Mark and Darren here. We want to have a conversation that's geared towards uh, new followers of Jesus. So many are uh, coming into the community that is local church St. Pete, and they're brand new followers of Jesus. Uh, Maybe that's you. Um, Or maybe you've been a follower of Jesus for some time, but you're eager to come alongside new followers of Jesus. And so we want to have a conversation uh, revolving around questions that new followers of Jesus may ask. So here we go. Question number one. I'm brand new to this, feel like an infant. Where do I begin when it comes to the Bible? I, I would begin with Jesus. Begin with a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Begin with the life and ministry of Jesus. You're a new follower of Jesus. Learn his ways. Mm-hmm. Um, read uh, one of those books. Spend time there. Don't feel like you've got to rush through it. Take a chapter a day or a chapter every couple of days. Just soak in it. That, that's where I begin. But you know where I would go after a gospel? Yeah, where would you go next? I would head right into an epistle, a letter in yeah. the New Testament, because that is helping uh, to then bring the truths of Jesus into our everyday life experience. And so how does this apply to mm-hmm. our life? Um, and then from there, I'd go to the book of Genesis. And so mm-hmm. if you want uh, a reading plan as a new follower, a gospel, mm-hmm. uh, a letter, an epistle, whether it's Colossians, Ephesians, Thessalonians, and then I would jump back to Genesis, the Mm. first 11 chapters in particular, and go to the beginning. How did this all begin? I'm a new follower of Jesus. Do I need to be baptized? Do you need to be baptized? Um, What's required for salvation is faith and trust in Jesus and submitting to him, seeing him as king, following in his ways. That's what's required, faith, repentance. Uh, So you don't need to be baptized to be uh, saved from your sins, but uh, we're commanded to be baptized. It's an obedience thing. Jesus tells us to be baptized. He himself was baptized. So uh, if we want to follow in his ways, then I guess the answer is yes. Um, it's more the I think the, the better question is, why should I be baptized? And I would say... Yeah, what is baptism? Yeah. What's it for? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're obeying Jesus and what he told us to do, following in his ways, he was baptized. But then we get to... Uh, just show this beautiful picture. It's really a, a picture of what's already happened inside of us. We've been placed into Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection. And so when somebody steps into the waters and they are baptized, it is it is just portraying uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, it's a picture is, of that. Yeah, beautiful. And it's a, it's a way for us to, towards the beginning, hopefully, or you know, to start following in Jesus' ways because this is what Jesus did and what he told us to do. So mm. yeah, you're really identifying with Jesus, which is what it means to be a Christian. So yes, if, you're, if somebody's not baptized, they should get baptized. They should talk to us about that, you know, ask questions about it and explore it. One of my favorite things is, is to participate mm-hmm. or just attend a baptism mm-hmm. uh, where someone's fully identifying with Jesus' death, burial, and mm-hmm. resurrection in the waters of baptism that picture of being cleansed of your sin, entrance into a new community of followers of Jesus. It's beautiful. Love it. And it is an act of obedience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's important that we see it as that. But Jesus actually commands us to be baptized. Yeah. And so you're obeying Jesus. It's an expression of obedience and full-on identification. And so it's, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's, um, could be, in, in, in best-case scenarios, is pretty closely to when we put our faith and trust in Jesus. What is really important for maturity, for growth? What do we need to understand? What do we need to remember? Give us something there. Okay, I like that. I I like that question. 
All right, so what's absolutely essential for a new believer to, mm-hmm. to grasp is their identity in Christ, mm-hmm. to begin um, moving and, and living and, and responding um, and growing uh, as a Christian it requires really faith and trust in Jesus, mm-hmm. putting your whole trust in him, recognizing that your life is now hidden in Christ Jesus and not moving away from that. Uh, Jesus himself says to, to treat our, our way forward in life um, as if we are branches mm-hmm. connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. Our strength, our source of, of joy mm-hmm. and renewal uh, comes from the vine, which is Christ, and we're the branches. And so to abide, to remain, to stay, to dwell in him. We're in him by faith, and we're to remain in him uh, along the way. And so I think the most important thing for a new Christian to understand is their identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And and interestingly, the, the epistles or the letters of the New Testament always start that way. It begins with identity, knowing who you are and whose you are. Mm-hmm. And from that, there is this this uh, understanding. Then, what does that mean? Yeah. What then? How does that shape my life? Mm-hmm. So that's that's I believe what's most important yeah. for a new believer to grasp. Because the enemy will come in, and doubts and fears will come in and try to convince you. Oh, what what you mm-hmm. what you did it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what you're doing here, you're just fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. But knowing who we are and whose we are. As a a new follower of Jesus, I'm observing the community of Mm. Jesus followers. I'm seeing them pray. What is prayer? Mm. Why is it important? How do I do it? Yeah, it's one of those things that I think new believers notice right away. Uh, We're a little bit nervous about it. We're not sure how to do it. Um, And so one of the things we want to say and make clear is that if we boil it down, prayer is talking to God. It is communicating with him. And so that's whatever my fears are, whatever my hopes, my dreams, my frustrations, my all that. It, it's just talking to God. Uh, he knows our heart already. He knows us inside and out, but it's us vocalizing to him. So talking to him. And that's simple, but it's good to remember. If you read the Psalms, which are largely prayers, it's all kinds of emotion. It's raw. It's it's honest. Um, it, it doesn't seem like there's uh, necessarily like, I got to get all my stuff together before I vocalize it. Right. So we, I want to encourage people to, to just start talking to God because that's really what it is. It's talking to him. Uh, why is it important? Uh, because it is our declaration of dependence on him. Us mm-hmm. recognizing that we are, we need him for everything. We can't do this Christian walk on our own. Um, and we don't have to. He's given us the spirit. He's given us prayer. And so, yeah, communicating with God. How do we do it? Um, you know, you just start doing it. Uh, you start talking. Right. Um, sometimes it's paralyzing to pray in public or in private, but just start talking. Use the scripture. I think one of the things I'm learning is really helpful. Take the word of God, open a passage, and then start to say those words. Pray those prayers to God, especially the prayers in the Bible, the Psalms. That's so uh, good. Yeah. We're given the Lord's Prayer, right? So those are things that I, I would say is a good start for how to pray. Pray with your Why Bible open. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, thank you. That's so good. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm still growing and I think we all are, but... Uh, so much more could be said about prayer. Yeah. It's central role in the life of the church. Um, the fact that it's God's chosen means uh, to oftentimes accomplish his will, that he invites us in mm. uh, to his mission uh, and the mission he's on here in St. Pete as we pray and as we, we crowd to him. 
It's an expression of relationship and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's provided a way for us to do it. Mm-hmm. Just so much. He gives us uh, his attention, which is beautiful. So. Sometimes people are like, I don't know if I need the church. I, I just me and God. Like, why, where's the community? So yep. vital. It's such an important question, especially in our uh, individualistic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's we need the church. This is, the church is God's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the community of God's people. The church is not a place. Mm-hmm. The church is a people. Yeah. It's always been that way. There's always been a people uh, set apart for God's glory, for His fame. And that that he's called out of darkness, out of sin, out of shame. And then he's sent back into the culture uh, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. Mm -hmm. That's 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, Mm -hmm. a foundational passage for us as a church. So we we get to be a part of uh, the people of God. But it sharpens us. It keeps us. It reminds us. We, We get to contribute and come alongside others and encourage them. But Jesus himself said that... The world, the surrounding culture mm-hmm. will know we're his followers by our love for one another. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest defense of our faith, the greatest way that we can show that we belong to Christ is by our love for one another, mm-hmm. which requires community. Uh, and we could say so much more about the church. Mm-hmm. But those are some reasons why the church is important. Um, obviously, we also need to be gathering around the preached word, gathering around the proclamation of the cross reminding ourselves what is true and real and combating lies. Um, I mean, we sharpen each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we complement each other. There's, there's so much in our common bond, this eclectic group of people, mm-hmm. our common bond is Jesus. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So... What do I do about old patterns old habits of living, old patterns of behavior. Mm. How do I combat those? Yeah. Yeah. When you first uh, come to an understanding of Christ as your savior and king, you might not know all of the old patterns, but step by step, the Holy Spirit starts to make you aware of things that you're like, I shouldn't be doing those anymore. I shouldn't be saying those things. shouldn't be viewing those things, whatever it might be. I shouldn't be treating people that way. And as God does, thankfully, he gives us the grace. Mm to uh, address those. And there's a lot of scriptural principles. There's a lot of things in the Bible about this, but one that seems to come up again and again in the New Testament is the idea of put off and put on. Um, Yes, there are things we should stop doing. um, And when when God makes us aware of those, we should stop doing those. It's a process. It's it's hard to just stop doing what we were doing. And God gives grace and he grows us. But he also tells us to put on. So put off the things that are that are dishonoring to God, put on the things that would be the replacement for that. Mm-hmm. He talks about the fruits of the spirit. Um, he talks about um, putting on armor, things like that. But really, for everything that we remove, we should be pressing into to Christ more. If we just remove the things that are dishonoring to God, we're left with this hole and, and it's noticeable to us. But it's in those times that God fills it by his spirit and by his grace. And so there is this concept of, yes, stop doing these things. But what is the what is the counter to that? And so good. just growing in that awareness of what that might be in the scripture talks us about that. About that. Yeah, the putting off and, and putting on. We we're brought into a new community mm. and we're we're given a new pattern of behavior, a new life to live in Christ, mm. and we're to in, find out what pleases the Lord. 
yeah. and grow in our conviction and, and where there's areas in our life that we realize, wow, this, this actually isn't a pattern of behavior that honors the Lord. We're, we're to lay it down, to give it up, um, even though it might be extremely difficult, most likely will be and, and will, will hurt at, at times. But it's, it's, we know it's we learn that it's it's actually for our good mm-hmm. and it's for his glory and it brings him honor. And um, yeah, there's so much that could be said about that. I'll just add this one thing. The grace of God teaches us to say no to mm-hmm. ungodliness. Yeah. The grace of God is, is a classroom in itself. The more we understand his grace, this unmerited, undeserved favor and kindness that we received in Christ, the more that shapes us into a people uh, that want to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and yes to a self-controlled life in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would just encourage new followers of Jesus mm-hmm. to know we are all like a work in progress. Like we're all on the road of maturity that no one is perfect. No one will ever be perfect. There's only one and that's Christ. And so he's our righteousness. Mm -hmm. And as we are continuing to grow in our understanding of what it means to look like him and follow him, um, that that's going to push us and challenge us. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some struggles with that. But again, that, that speaks to the importance of community, Mm -hmm. right. And, and, and spurring one another on. What does it look like to obey Jesus' call to bring others along and make disciples? So we're a disciple, mm-hmm. and now we want to make other disciples. What does faithfulness in that area look like? I love it. So a, a new follower of Jesus is a disciple of Jesus. And that disciple, no matter how new, is called to make disciples. Mm-hmm. So whatever we've learned, as we learn it, we're called to give it away and invite someone else into it. Like from the start, especially... Um, those who are new to local and brand new to Christianity, like right here and now, um, I I would just want to encourage them, like be about making disciples as like immediately Mm -hmm. find those that are around you who don't know Christ, who haven't heard the good news of who he is and bring them in, share your story, let them know uh, of the grace and love that has totally transformed your, your, your life and thinking and, and humbled you. And, and, And then ask them questions about what they believe and bring people in who are eager to learn and grow. Give away what you have. And as you do that, you grow your stretch. I'm never uh, more encouraged mm-hmm. and more, I believe, like stretched and strengthened in my faith than when I'm investing in someone else. Yeah. So I would just say from the start, as a new follower, begin to do that. Um, you're already excited about what Jesus has done. and You want to give it away. And we just want to get behind you and encourage mm-hmm. that and equip you then to continue to invest in others and, and bring people in. Yeah. So yeah, uh, be about making disciples from the start. Let that be mm-hmm. a part of your 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 discipline and your your delight. Yeah, one of the things that, that you said that I think was encouraging to me is that leadership is really taking initiative for the benefit of others. Mm. Did and I so, say that? Well, I mean, that's yes, that's sounds what good. I read. <laughs> but the, 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 that it helps me because it's like, okay, I don't know if I can be a leader. I don't know if I can make disciples. Somebody might say. Well, what about taking initiative for the benefit of some, some others? So taking the initiative to say, hey, would you read through the Gospel of Mark with me? Or taking the initiative to just say to somebody, would oh, yeah. you come to house group with me? Would you pray with me? The, a lot of it is just taking the initiative. And then the Spirit provides what is necessary. Right. So I, I, I would, that's one of the things I've been encouraged with, that it seems yeah. difficult. Uh, and we grow in it. How about just, hospitality? Yeah. Sharing a meal. Showing interest in someone's spiritual well-being, mm. you know, coming alongside them, praying for them. 
yeah, I think it's, um, we can complicate it in our heads, yeah. uh, and, uh, but it's, um, it's what we're called to from the start. Mm. One more question. Yes. What resources would you recommend to new followers of Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a good good Bible, good study Bible is really helpful because it has some notes that with just about every passage, not every verse, but every passage is going to give you an idea of what it means. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you read and you're just like, I'm not really sure. Um, and so a study Bible is great. Uh, ESV, NIV, those are great translations that are easy to understand. Um, but a good study Bible is a big help. Another one that I really like that I know we've, we've uh, um, recommended around here is the Bible Project. Great videos. Um, you will learn so much just by getting on their YouTube channel, yep. the Bible project. I even use it with my teen girls for like family time. And so it's, it's a great resource. Those are a couple. Uh, they're great. Uh, another one I would add how to read the Bible book by book mm -hmm. by, uh, Gordon fee. Uh, and that just small chapters that help summarize each book of the Bible, help you understand its genre mm -hmm. and how to approach it. Uh, also basic Christianity mm -hmm. uh, by John Stott. Uh, and then The Walk by Gary Smallman. Those are just great resources. And then I would just say, finally, uh, the Local Church St. Pete podcast, where you can listen to the sermons on repeat, uh, allow the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. Uh, I encourage people to re-listen to the sermons, uh, allow the word of God to have its way in your heart, mm. to continue, continue to shape you throughout the week. Um, so those are some resources I'd recommend. Yeah, that's great.